because we are the home of professional podcasting. And, and that just it, got podcasting and, on there. Podcasting is what this is. Podcasting is what we do. What we do. Ooh, we're in a and, different we're in a different light, and I'm looking a little pasty. <laughs> Despite your uh, Latina background, despite here, my huh? Latina background, your newly discovered cannot, Latina background, I cannot not see those shirts now. I know. Our, every time I see them, I'm like, oh man, I gotta get that for Stacy. You know, and I don't do it. So well, I love you, but not that much. So there you go. Thank you. <laughs> I got you pumpkin spice Twinkies, though. You did, so, for 74 cents. <laughs> 78? Oh, I'm sorry. I have, I'm working on your Christmas present, by the way. Oh, no. You can't. You it's, can't a, it's a project. You can't be getting Christmas presents. That's I will just, have you know I'm spending $0 on well, it. Well, that's the way. But I'm. But it's taking a lot and of my... that is worth more than I am. It's taking so. a lot of my time. My well, precious, precious time. Time is often more precious than money. So. But it's worth it. Hello. Hello, indeed. Uh, I don't know if you have said Hello. this yet, if you know it, but this is as good as it's going to get. It is so. as good as it's going to get. Happy Thursday. We're doing this on Thursday today. Yes. This week. To accommodate um, our magic plans. Our, well, our magical guest. Our magical guest. Um, it's the Thursday before... Halloween slash Reformation Day. That's right. Let's make sure we get that right. Right. Sorry. I'm just in Halloween for the candy, <laughs> let's be honest. Um, I'm a big fan of the pumpkin Reese's peanut butter cups. It, it's so. really um, hard to go wrong when you've got Reese's peanut butter cups involved. In the shape of anything. Yes. Though I'm partial to the eggs. Anyway, um, candy aside, it's my favorite time of year for several reasons. Um, it's also... Our You've yearly. got your nice fall sweater on here today. Yes. That's kind of nice. You, are, you people who are listening uh, mm -hmm. just to the audio version don't know that, so just assume that I look great. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, but we also have, I think it's become pretty much a yearly tradition around here. We might not have done it last year because of COVID, but uh, for Imagine Worship to come and dance at our church out of Stevensville, Michigan. Yeah, I think we're a little later this year than normal. We're normally in the... September area, but um, it, it was great this past week on the 24th of October to have Imagine Worship with us. And so here at the Home of Professional Podcasting, we do guests upon occasion. And Ew. so we have invited uh, Miss Sarah Hanich to come and join us. Uh, Sarah, welcome. Hello, everybody. Good to have you with us here today. So um, we're going to ask you in a little bit about Imagine, but before we get to that, why don't you tell us a little bit about your own story? Uh, you know, how did how did you come to know Christ? Uh, you know, what's your family situation? Obviously, uh, your kids are really quiet during the podcast. I know. It's how do you do amazing. that? Got two two young <laughs> boys at home, and I hear silence. I can't even get that when I'm home alone. <laughs> definitely in the other room like uh two little guys um and yeah so uh I guess kind of like the summary of my testimony was uh grew up in a Christian home um was um in the church all the way through got confirmed um went off to college and um then kind of had my faith um really just come alive more than just kind of like doing what you know, your parents desire, um, and kind of having that faith come alive in college and, and being a part of a really lively, like loud community, um, <laughs> at, at Western Michigan university, go Broncos. And I, um, that means we got to get Heidi on as a guest to so. get the Broncos <laughs> nation going here. 
Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Our last guest yeah. was from Central, so, you know, there's that. <laughs> it's all right. I actually, yeah, that's a whole other story. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, um, let's see. So, yeah, I had was a part of the church community um, and kind of started to dance in church when I was in middle school and high school. Um, and just more or less like a perf- like performance kind of thought or just like an extra add-in um, just randomly, maybe for Easter or Christmas or whatnot. Um, when I got to college, I tried to start a dance ministry in my, I attended two different churches because, you know, when you're on fire, you're like, I just can't get enough. And so I went to a, one on campus that was literally right outside my basically my bedroom door um, and I went to another church because um, I definitely had my car I could go into town um, and went to that church on Sunday mornings and that church is where I started a dance ministry what church was that time what what church was that um it was called the river okay in Kalamazoo um it started in the Edison neighborhood which is um kind of a rough neighborhood but really lovely people um just rough meaning that there's lots of um yeah just it, it's it can be a really rough neighborhood um anyway and they were again just trying to be the light of christ and they drew it i mean the church was packed as a little a little church um and they moved into the into like the what is it called bronson square or whatever um where they have all the decorations at christmas time and moved actually behind the church my dad grew up at he grew up at no a baptist kidding. church there in kamazoo and, and lo and behold we, i had him come up for a sunday and He's like, hey, that's a church I grew up at. So that's I cool. On the back side of it, so that was so cool. I had no idea um, that your dad was Baptist or from Kalamazoo. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Yes, he is born and raised Kalamazoo for sure. How about that? Um, but yeah, has done everything. I mean, all the genre, all the different denominations. But um, anyway, yeah, he. So we, I did the dance ministry. It didn't really get off of the ground, not because the church wasn't behind me, just as a again, people just. I don't know. College kids are sometimes kind of flaky. Um, so I was trying to get people to understand that it's not a performance. Um, so at the same time, my mom was starting Imagine, um, which was called Illusions the first year um, hmm. here at the studio. And um, just, again, just trying to, like, activate that part of worship that we had so desired that we, we knew was always there. Um, but really transforming kind of, like, that thought of it being um, not a performance but a, a, a genuine worship time. Do you remember okay, what year that was? What? Do you remember what year that was? Um, so Just out of curiosity. officially was 2010. I okay. think Illusions might have been 2008 or nine, okay. or maybe both. Because, again, I was finishing college those years, yeah. um, so it wasn't completely around all the time. Although I was home quite often because Western is not that far away. Right. And I definitely like to be home <laughs> um, and involved in the studio stuff. So I think it was eight, 2008 or 2009. Um, but yeah, we just did a couple nursing homes and that was it, um, back in that day. Um, and then I went off to Chicago to dance professionally and ended up starting my own dance company, which is a Christian dance company that is on pause, unfortunately right now, but, um, we'll get back to that. And, um, is that tapestry you're talking about? Tapestry. Yep. Tapestry dance company out of Chicago. Um, and yeah, so again, just feeling like God was just really illuminating that idea of boldness and, and of using not only song for worship, but of movement. And again, I felt really connected um, to the Lord and really felt genuine worship when I was moving. And again, it's a, it's a transformation of the mind and um, to take it away from it being about myself to really make it be about glorifying God. So I was super blessed to be able to live in Chicago and like be a part of a lot of different church communities there. Um, oftentimes going to church by myself because um, for whatever reason, 
friends and whatnot are kind of hard to establish as an adult. Hmm. Um, and so, yeah, then we should do I a podcast on that to... sometime. <laughs> what, what? We should do a podcast on that sometime. That that's, uh, that seems yeah. to be a, a, a struggle for a lot of folks, especially when you're, yeah. you're weird like me. <laughs> well, I was gonna say I'm weird too, right? <laughs> and for whatever reason, yeah, there's there's a there's a lot of things there for sure. Um, Weirdos unite. We can start the Weird Moms Club. Yeah, there you go. I'm, I'm well, down. I don't, you, I don't actually. I think that's a prerequisite. I heard to to be a mom, you kind of have to be a little weird. If not, to you be will a, become to be back, a good mom. So, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It, it either you either start that way or you end that way. But right. one way or another, it's right. gonna happen. Especially if you have boys. Dude, I love it. I love it. Um, so yeah, anyway, then I ended up moving back to Michigan in 2012, um, and, uh, was dating my now husband and we were ready kind of to like, see if we could be in the same community cause we had, he had broken up with me twice. And so I was Ooh. ready to see if we could try to make it work. Um, and that was before he got time. smart, right? He grew up after that and got smart. Yeah. Yeah. You know, yeah. <laughs> no, it's also, it's also just like being able to really share life means actually like not necessarily daily seeing each other, but more than just on the weekends and only a couple weekends. Cause as a dancer, my weekends are usually full of rehearsals or performances or, or what have you. And, um, sometimes even working. Um, and so it was always kind of tricky to be able to navigate that from a distance and being like, you can come from Saturday at 10 PM to about uh, Sunday at four. And then I have my <laughs> next thing. And so it's just pretty, pretty boxing, boxing him in. And that, that was always fun. So moved back and started teaching um, again at dance arts full time. And um, yeah, just seeing how the Lord has worked. And I ended up getting married in 2014. I got adult, uh, my, I did my adult baptism in uh, August of 2014 and um, in Lake Michigan, which is so so fun, so exhilarating. Um, just such a cool backdrop for uh, again what God has been doing. And then hopefully um, it was during the summer because you know <laughs> you don't want to yeah, be out well, there my, in January. My husband got baptized by his father because um, he's a definitely a, a proud PK, and he got it done in November. So yeah, they all wore wetsuits Ooh. and they were all freezing. Wow. Um, yeah, that's for real. That, that's commitment. That's commitment. <laughs> but you know when you may when, have to invest when in you some feel wetsuits. the Lord wanting to work, you just gotta be obedient so nice um yeah so yeah it's just been a nice little process and then and so it was one of those things with uh, like uh, growing up in a christian home or whatever your testimony isn't it like life-shattering but definitely can see god's hand in all of it um helping me avoid different pitfalls and avoiding different relationships um growing my faith and and how um to be bold and to to proclaim and not to shy away um and then, yeah, just using all the experiences um, to kind of point back to him. So, so far, so good. <laughs> I mean, I, I'm, I'm very happy the Lord has uh, done so much in my life. So, Amen. Well, I, I can say that um, through what you're doing with Imagine Worship, um, the, the impact of, of, for those who haven't heard me talk about it already on the podcast, my daughter dances uh, at Miss Sarah's studio and is part of Imagine Worship. And my niece also has been a, a part of this for a long time. Both of my daughters have been uh, at Dance Arts. And actually, Miss Sarah's mom, Miss Rhonda, was my sister's dance instructor years and years ago <laughs> and uh, when they were still actually using the timbrel and lyre. Uh, so, <laughs> Not that long ago. <laughs> I don't know if that's a dig at your sister or her mom, but I don't think it's good. <laughs> <laughs> Anyhow... Uh, but yeah, that was, I mean, 
that was a whole other building ago, a long time ago. And, and, yeah. and it just, it's been a real blessing and I've had a couple of people, uh, I, I think every time that, that you guys have danced at real life, which has been several times now, um, yeah. th- we've had folks come and say, wow, this is just one of my favorite services of the year. And, and it's not, um, it's not typical of, uh, how we uh, orchestrate worship services at real life. Um, we're very word-centered, and we believe that that is the norm. But to be able to uh, come and use this uh, unique form of worship, I, I think that's an appropriate way to describe it. Um, to, to be able to do this, I think, is reflective of, um, of what God wants for us. Uh, we're not in any way interested in trying to do something that appeals to the flesh or seeker-driven or anything like that. We want to be word-driven, but um, as we have done this, you know, the times that you've come to real life, and I know it's a little different at at uh, each church, um, we've generally had you just take the service for the most part. And so we'll do some of our normal elements, but in, instead of a sermon, we're not plugging in a couple of songs. We're, we're having you do a full set, basically, and then connecting the content of the songs and dances um, through the Word so that while we don't have a sermon, we still are, are connecting the worship that comes out in our emotion uh, and, and in the physical expression with the worship that comes from the mind as well. And uh, we've really appreciated your ministry here. Well, thank you so much for having us. And I was going to say, last year you had us even there for the night of worship. We had, were able to do it in your building and oh, right. your facility, that and that was such a blessing to yeah, be able to like have a couple different instances um, just to connect. Because, again, we're not that far away from each other, but sometimes, again, your own communities, your own pockets of churches and whatnot, um, it's hard to sometimes break those. Or, you know, you're just in that routine of going to your own church. It's just always so nice for the kids to be able to come to different churches, but especially at Real Life, I just feel like things are real. Um, and the fact that you've poured into them, um, I'll go ahead and brag for a second um, about you, um, that we had Pastor Rich come in to the uh, the class that we do in the summer called Liturgical Worship, and you were so wonderful in being able to share with them how to share the gospel, because that was one of our elements this summer, is doing some street ministry. We tried two times um, to do that, and um, hopefully we'll have more in the future, but just yeah, just so thank- thankful for you and your willingness to come and like pour into the girls in that way as well, to we have our we have our bodies to be able to express our um, you know worship and what the Lord is working, but it's also important to have our voice. I'm just so thankful that that you, Pastor Rich, have um, done that for them. And then also just, again, just such a wonderful, welcoming community of a church to come into and, and join, us, uh, join with us and being able to, um, yeah, just encourage us. And hopefully we can encourage you guys. But I'm just so thankful that you guys are such a warm community. Aww, did you well, dance? <laughs> um, <laughs> So I did once upon a time oh. take fill in and take my daughter to um, to the mommy and me class, which was actually Aww. the Jesse and me class at that time because Shelly wasn't available. So my older daughter Jesse took little Emma to that, Aww. and she wasn't able to make it. And because dads are weird, um, I filled in as Jesse for that moment, and it was painful for everyone. But it was good that Emma was able to continue and she was not turned off to dance by me being there with her so she's 
still doing it after all these years, and it's been pretty cool. It, it, it really, actually, I did take uh, tap for a minute in high school Ooh. with Pat Bryant, oh. who was here locally. You know Pat, yeah. I believe. Uh, and um, that was not really the right thing for me to do with my life, but it, it, my thought was, hey, Lynn Swan took ballet. You know, Walter Payton loves to dance. I want to learn better footwork as a football player, so I'm going to be able to do this. And, of course, I I do enjoy dance, and I love Fred Astaire and Gene Kelly, and, you know, and uh, that was the end of it. Anchors away. It would have been great if uh, we didn't have to do a recital and could have just done it in class. But, you know, the recital was like, no, we're not going to do this anymore. So, buddy. Um, Yeah, go ahead. I wanted to say something. (laughs) (laughs) Um, First of all, I've seen now... I don't know, several, several performances from Imagine Worship here at the church and even in our older building downtown. Um, I think this was the best stage that we've had for that. For that. Yeah. So. Actually have a surface to dance right. on. Right, so that was good. But I, I wanted to tell you, Sarah, that um, this was, I've enjoyed all the performances, um, but this was, this one really st- stood out to me. It was my favorite that you guys have done that I've seen. Um, and I, I don't know, it was probably just a combination of things, but... Uh, I think it's important, and I, and you kind of touched on this, and it's it's inspiring to me to know that you started dancing uh, as a form of worship from such a young age and wanted to do that, you know, start that even in college, um, because you know how many college kids are thinking of that, you know. Um, so I, I I admire you for that, but as somebody who just is obsessed with music, that's that's kind of my outlet and. Uh, you know, whether I'm playing here at church or listening to to Christian music in my car or whatever, like I get into it. And like sometimes I can't, I don't even realize that I'm getting so into it and I probably look like an idiot up here on the stage or whatever. But um, I think think it's important for Christ followers to recognize that there's not just (laughs) one way to worship. And we each have our things and we each have our passions. uh, and, And so discovering ways to integrate your worship into your passions and share that with other people who might have the same passions and and use that as a way to turn them on to Christ. Because I feel like so many people think that Christianity is this boxed in religion and you just, you know, you, you, you recite things and you repeat things and whatever. And it doesn't always have to be that way. I mean, like Rich said, everything should be based in the word, of course, but there are so many different ways to share the gospel and to worship together. And so for you to use your passion and and you can see it in not only your expression when you're dancing, I like to look at people's faces, which is probably weird, but um, when they're dancing, because the movement is beautiful, but I was looking at your face and the faces of some of your dancers, and you can really feel it. You can you can you really see can. it, and that to me is the is that is what changes it from just I'm watching a performance to I'm seeing these girls worship, and I feel like I am able to worship with them right now in this moment. So mm-hmm. I think it's, it's it's such important work that you're doing, especially with young women and. and and uh, you know, I don't think we have any men and boys. In not, the, not an not imagine currently, but, but but you know, young uh, men and women when when they're there. there. Are at the um, I think it's such important work for at such a young age for these kids to realize that they don't need to be boxed into a, a, a I don't know a Christianity sort of I don't know like 
yeah. what, what the word is there. But as but usual, you've sparked a lot of thoughts in me oh, that good. I want to talk about <laughs> that we well, won't be able just, to fit in. I was going to so. say that that is like totally, I mean, I can attribute that to my mom mm-hmm. um, as the example said before me, right? And being able to go and say, hey, we're going to dance in church. I'm like, wait, wait, what? Like, right, right, right. We go to church and we sing. Like, what are you talking about? So that was that was that part. But then also just like, again, my, my church in college was kind of a wild, rambunctious type. Um, the one that was on campus called um, The Gathering. And at one point it was like 300 people when I first started. And so that's just, that's going to create a lot of noise. And the right. fact that they could woo and jump around <laughs> and be crazy during worship, it totally made it everything okay at that point, which is such a blessing to know that like we don't have to just be quiet and be oh, there is a time for reverence and there's a time Absolutely. for being loud and rowdy and, sure. and just like being excited so yeah and it's important to know the difference you know i just was I, did I, I don't know if i sent it to you stacy or not i sent it to my children and to one of our overseers just a youtube video kind of highlighting some of the stuff with i don't i don't really like to call folks out here but um, it, it was some Stephen Furtick stuff that, that oh, was just, <laughs> just really just off the rails. And, you know, as a guy that I I, nor- I have defended in the past, I'll talk about it, Stephen it's Furtick. really, I really can't defend even trying to give the benefit of the doubt to things. You've, you've lost the script here. You've lost the plot when we are more interested in these expressions of the flesh, the, the impact on the emotions than we are on our faithfulness to the word. And, and whether we're talking about uh, Joel Osteen or, or Furtick or any number of others, the Hillsong Bethel, so so many different expressions that come out, and, and it's easy for us to lose track of the reverence aspect. Mm-hmm. And and when we have seeker-driven churches, and uh, I I think people conflate seeker-driven and seeker-sensitive. Seeker-sensitive, when I use the term, and not everybody uses it the same way, is an awareness of the fact that there will always be unbelievers among the believers at church. And so we need to be sensitive to that and aware in terms of, um, you know, we don't want to lose people because we speak Christianese. We don't want to lose people because we expect them to think and act like believers when they're not. So, you know, if we say, okay, everybody turn to Ecclesiastes 3, and people are looking at each other like, what in the heck is he talking about? You know, we need to be able to to take them to Ecclesiastes 3. It's not that we lower the expectations, but we have to be sensitive to certain things. And and where we kind of cross that line in seeker-driven type worship is our focus, and this is one of the things that Furtick was talking about um, quite a bit, is our focus then is to make the church for unbelievers, which is not a biblical principle. The church is the body of Christ, and the gathering is for the body of Christ with an eye toward those who are not a part, and we want to win them. But when we when we sow to the flesh, we reap from the flesh. So if we are putting together church services with the intent of, boy, this would really be cool, and we've talked about that even in selecting music on Sunday morning, you know, we'll, we'll get so many songs that are they're awesome on the radio. You know, we love to hear them, we love to play them, we love to sing them, but they're not for the worship setting, for the church setting. That's right. great worship in your car individually, right. but it, it doesn't contribute to the corporate worship environment. Mm-hmm. 
and and so often these days in our modern world we we use gimmicks and uh you know ed young driving a car out onto onto the stage to to do different things um what's his name from uh, transformation church not not the transformation church that I dig, but uh, there's a, uh, I can't remember the pastor's name, sitting in a boat with, you know, you know, smoke and water and video graphics with these emotionally manipulative, you know, gestures. And, you know, it's, it's no different than what we used to see in the 80s and the televangelists who would cry on cue and all that. It, all of those things are sowing to the flesh. And so one of the things that I appreciate about how, Imagine Worship has handled it, is things like that um, that opportunity that Sarah gave me to come in and talk to the girls about mm. how to share your faith. What, what does it mean to be saved and to be able to con- communicate that to others? And the emphasis that we work on performance all the time, right. but this isn't about performance. This is about worship. This is about engaging with the heart of God. And, and that's significant. And I, I think it's significant that um, dance arts is not a Christian dance studio per se. It, it's a, uh, I don't know how to describe it. It's a, it's a general, regular, normal right. dance studio, right? right. And, and, and so you're actually teaching the craft, the artistry of it, teaching the, the, the students to emote, whether it's adult or young kids, teaching them not just to do steps, but to, to enter into this. And then that does carry over when you establish that mindset in a general, if I can use the term secular, which I don't think is the right term, but it's uh, hopefully it conveys the idea, uh, yeah. in, in that setting, then it's it's an easier transition to be able to to say, now listen, this isn't we're not performing for anybody else, but as you're dancing, you need to feel this. You need to enter into what this song is saying and let that come out. And I've observed that. You know, in, in my own daughter, um, both performance-wise and worship-wise, she's she's grown in that area. And I just mentioned to Anna and Faith after the after the service on Sunday how much they've grown. And you can you can mm-hmm. worship with them. We're we're entering into something with them. And I think that's a really big, uh, really big aspect of, of why Imagine Worship is important mm-hmm. on a personal level. And I will say, I have my daughter's, not Emma, but my older daughter danced at a different studio prior to this. And the difference between two, again, if I can use the term secular dance studios, one that is governed by Christian values and principles. It's not that they're preaching. Imagine worship is the, is the, the Christian spiritual religious thing where you have liturgical dance and so on. But the rest of what goes on at the studio is the dance is the purpose, but it's governed by Christian values that Miss Sarah and Miss Rhonda hold. And so they bring in teachers who share those values. And so in a a world where modesty is mocked Mm. and let's be honest the the world of dance is not known for this you know no. <laughs> uh, our our girls are taught not to in any way to be ashamed of their bodies to embrace the body that god has given them in all of the variety of, of body styles that are there to be able to express themselves honestly earnestly openly in this way and yet to do so with modesty and dignity at all times there's there's no you know 
I'm uncomfortable saying it even, but but there's so much sexualization of especially young girls that's not present here, mm. and, and and that's aside from Imagine Worship, right. that influence shapes these kids because there are lots of lots of kids, lots of non-Christian families that are part of dance arts, and for them to be able to see that there there's a different standard here. You're learning dance at a very high level, but you are also you're also learning character, and character matters. And then they get to see these these students that are uh, specifically um, part of Imagine Worship, and and now it's another level of adding spirituality right. to that that is specifically Christian and Christ centered. Well, that's a that's good huge. point. It's not something that just you know <laughs> I have to give my uh, weekly TikTok uh, update. There you go. <laughs> Um, there's a TikTok trend going around right now, and it's an audio clip, and I don't know what it's from. I think it's from some show or something, but everyone's using it for different reasons. And it's it's a girl saying, like, a, giving a cheer, and she's saying, "Holy Spirit, activate!" Like you can, and I'm like, and I'm like, wait a minute. So people are are seeing this then and using it, and it's using it as a suggestion that like you can turn the Holy Spirit on and off. And I'm like, eh. for those <laughs> listening on the audio, I'm shaking my head and face but, right but now. But what I'm saying is, this We're fighting is the, the kind gag of, reflex between that, between hearing that and seeing Don Lemon on CNN oh, saying Jesus was not a perfect person. Anyway, I'll oh, get off Marianne. My goodness, but anyway, but this is the kind of stuff that is being fed to kids, adults, everybody. everybody. And and so to have children especially, adults as well, I know adults go to dance arts, but to have children especially, uh, even if it's not, you know, you're not talking about Christianity in your typical classes or whatever, just being you yeah. and having the Holy Spirit in you and your mom and the other That's it. And the other kids that are already in Imagine Worship, just being in your presence, understanding your values, seeing how things work there is so important and um, getting that, you know, realism of of what a Christ follower actually looks like. Right. Um, even if the the other kids aren't realizing it at the time, it's sinking in. Something is sinking in. Yeah, there's a foundation so I, of yeah. character being laid, and that's so important. good on you. <laughs> yeah. Again, I say credit to mom yeah. and uh, what she's done before. So. Amen. Well, and and not only what she's done in the studio, but what she did in your life and raising you, and not only what she True. did in your life raising you, but what she's done through the studio. That, that is a, an example that has blessed a lot of people and will continue to. I hope she actually hears this podcast. Because, Tell her uh, to listen. Yeah, I'm, I'm <laughs> her. yeah, she's got it on her reminders. Okay. Right, so that's good. But, yeah, there, you know, we, we mentioned earlier um, the idea that there, we don't have to be trapped mm. in, our, in, our, in our worship. And I think, you know, it's easy for us. Um, I deal with a lot of folks who are, are, are hungry for experiential experiential spirituality experiential experiential that's the new word i'm <laughs> going to use experientiality um, so a, as we're dealing with um, trying to combat this attitude of spirituality without christianity without christ without um, the, the standards of god's word um, i think it's important for us to recognize that while there there is no, uh, I like the way you said it, there's no one way to worship. There are good and bad things. And a lot of things that we call worship, it really, it, they're not worship. 
Um, they're flesh driven. They're you know we work up the emotions, and uh, you know preachers are are notorious for that, where where you come up with illustrations and and different things to just you know work people up and and tug at the emotions and get this you know revivalist kind of mentality um, that is it, it's styled to bring about a particular decision, whether or not that decision is genuine or is. Uh, is coming from the Holy Spirit, we want to get that emotion worked up. Musicians do that, right? So, and, and, you know, I think most of us can recognize the difference between when, <laughs> I'll use a, maybe not a great example, but it hits me. The the song, I Can Only Imagine, which I think everybody knows at this point, which was, is classic, the thing that put Mercy Me on the map. And that song, the first thousand times I heard it, just broke my heart, you know, shed tears, fantastic song. We used it at my grandfather's funeral. We may have used it at my father's funeral. Just a tremendous, fantastic thing. And then they did a remake of it, <laughs> which is horrible. Right. <laughs> same people, same band, but, you know, the I'm sure it was studio-driven. You know, it was a corporate uh, thing that said, hey, why don't we re-release this because the movie's coming out and we'll update it and made it super cool and lost all of the heart that was part of this song. And I think it's easy for us to do that in our worship where we we get into the, I'll use an older term, the, the liturgy, the format, the, the, the order of worship in such a way that we lose out on the reality of of, of the amazement with God. And so we don't want to fall into that either. Just um, a little while ago, earlier this month, I was able to, to um, preach to a group of pastors uh, from Psalm 150. We were in a study of the Psalms. And uh, as we wrapped it up, I, I was called on to preach this uh, chapter. And one of the things that struck me as I was doing that, in this particular group, we, we have similar backgrounds, uh, or different backgrounds, but similar perspectives, I should say. Um, I know the emphasis that, that we have on the Word can very often push us into that intellectual uh, type um, type setting so that we're, we're thinking in terms, maybe intellectual is not the right word, but, but where we think according to the word, you know, mm -hmm. we're using the brain. And, and, you know, I'm always pushing at real life that, that Christianity is not a blind faith and it's not an emotional faith. It's not about your feelings. It's about the reality of God. Right. And, and so we want to go beyond how it feels or how cool a song is or, you know, getting, you know, we, we sing the closing song that is, you know, I surrender all and we're all in tears but we're not actually surrendering all. Right. We're just moved by the moment. Right. And we want to get beyond that. But sometimes we can focus so much on the head part that we miss the heart. Mm -hmm. And the scripture goes to great lengths to ensure the balance of that. And in Psalm 150, um, I should have brought glasses, but I'll you want be me able to read to, it or you want to go? <laughs> uh, I, I, yeah, I can see it. Okay. Uh, I'm playing some trombone here, but I can get it. Uh, so Psalm 150 is praise the Lord, praise God in his sanctuary, praise him in his mighty heavens, praise him for the for his acts of power, praise him, <clears throat> excuse me, praise him for his surpassing greatness, praise him with the sounding of the trumpet, praise him with the harp and the lyre, praise him with tambourine and dancing, 
Praise him with the strings and flute. Praise him with the clash of cymbals. Praise him with resounding cymbals. Let everything that has breath praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. And that's how the book of Psalms wraps up. And so with the book of Psalms being compiled from prayers and songs throughout Israel's history, but it's compiled after the exile, when they've returned to Jerusalem, they're rebuilding the wall, they're rebuilding the temple, uh, and, and they're seeing the entire story of what God has done in their history. And this book is filled with some really dark valleys, right? The, the valley of the shadow of death is really a, a prominent theme. And David, in particular, this psalm isn't from David necessarily, but, but David has seen this in his own life. And the compilers now, a few hundred years later, or however many hundreds of years later, uh, putting these psalms together are recognizing that we need to get beyond. There, there's a, a praise that goes on in the Psalms for the works of God, recognize what he has done. There's theology and teaching. But this, this particular Psalm doesn't have any real theology. There's no real instruction in it. It's just a matter of you need to be so amazed by God. Once we've, once we've done all the other 149 cha- chapters here, you ought to be so overwhelmed by God that his praise consumes your entire being. Mm. And so everything from, from the declarative loud trumpet to the, the softer emotive strings and, and the harp and, and the, you know, the rhythmic tambourine and the physical expression of dancing, it, it's so loud that, that it's not just with the clash of cymbals, but an echoing, resounding cymbal. This needs to be more than just an intellectual pursuit. It's a full engagement of who we are. And I think when we talk about there not being one way to worship, I think we we look back over church history when we end up finding good and useful, wise approaches to worship, and then the pendulum swing that we so often talk about here we go so far that we become trapped by it and we become the frozen chosen or we go so far the other way that that we have a flesh-driven worship and everything is about the experience in the moment and when it's about the experience in the moment then we're trapped in our feelings and not in the facts of God's word and we want to be able to to bring all of this to, to bear to be so rooted and grounded in the reality of who God is that it overflows into physical emotional expression but not manipulated right. expression expression that comes from a true encounter with god right and sarah i know you need to run <laughs> but uh, so does stacy she got to get her kid to school yeah she's yeah we both have children to deal with but um yeah if i again uh, just thank you for being with us if you have anything that you wanted to uh talk about real quick or plug real quick any performances you guys have coming up or any way people can can see Imagine Worship? Because I think, you know, if for those of us, or for those uh, who don't attend real life or haven't seen a performance, um, you should. <laughs> we are, I mean, our audience isn't just here in Three Oaks. You're probably not going to the UK anytime soon, but uh, <laughs> but if, yeah, anything you want to plug or, or, or say real quick before you have to go, go for it. 
yeah, no, just uh, just so thankful for, again, our wonderful community of um, churches that, yeah, allow us to come into into their church and worship with them, um, especially at Real Life and how welcoming you guys all are. And, yeah, just so thankful that God is working um, in all of us. And, um, yeah, we don't really have any other things. Uh, and action is usually like a, a summer and fall kind of situation. But so stay tuned we, we for were the culmination this of next that. year. And hopefully Ooh. we'll be able to, again, do some more um not only at real life but around our community and um yeah come be a part of come be a part of our our bigger mission uh, at dance arts and and what we strive to do every day and with all ages and um yeah we would love to love to continue to build um relationships with all all people in our community well, and while it's not Imagine Worship, this is a prime opportunity for you to be able to promote the Nutcracker. Dance Arts <laughs> is presenting the Nutcracker coming up. Studio, yeah, Studio Dance Theater is another one of our facets of um, of what we do. Um, lots of performing opportunities because that's one of the things Ron and I value um, very high. Um, and so, yeah, Imagine is our worship. Uh, Studio Dance Theater um, is doing the Nutcracker, which we do only every other year. So, yes, that'll be December 4th at Lakeshore High School Community Auditorium at 3 o'clock and 7 o'clock. There is also a Nutcracker Tea Party the weekend before, which is Thanksgiving weekend, on Saturday, November 27th at 3 o'clock. So you can come enjoy some sweet treats and get to, uh, a VIP experience with all the main characters. There'll be professional photography by Hartstein Photography. And um, and then, yeah, I guess our other facet of the studio besides just normal classes and recital, which we'll have in June, um, fingers crossed, <laughs> is our DAPC, our, our Dance Arts Performing Corps, and they will have a full-length show j- January 22nd at 3 and 7 at the studio. Um, so, yeah, again, lots of opportunities to come see what our kids are doing, what um, what we find value in, but also just, again, a chance to share. And I think that's the biggest thing that we, we enjoy doing is just sharing with people we love sharing with our community um and just sharing that the beautiful art form that is dance in so many different ways well thank you for sharing this time with us today sarah we really appreciate it and uh we will let you get back to your little ones in in case we didn't clarify this earlier and i don't recall if we did or not both dance arts and lakeshore high school are in stevensville michigan for anybody that would like to come and check that out right yeah, yep, and you can go to our website, www.dancearts-s, as in studio, D, as in dance, T, as in theater.com, and you can see all of everything we're doing. And I'll put a, I'll put a link for that in the uh, podcast description when we publish this, so. Perfect. And I'll think about doing it on the YouTube video, <laughs> but I'll probably forget. It'll be there somewhere. All right, Sarah, thank you very much. We will let you thank go. You. Yes, thank you so much. Thank you so much. All right, bye-bye. All right, thanks. I'm going to... I didn't want to touch your phone. <laughs> we will go too because I have to run. But uh, as always, thank you guys for listening. 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 I'm a little Sean Connery there. Um, the old amount now. <laughs> thank you guys for listening. If you have any questions or comments, feel free to email us at somethingreal at reallifeonline.org. You can leave us a voicemail using the Anchor app or at 269-756-RLCC. Or you can leave a comment or question on our Facebook or YouTube page. If you want to check out the dance performance that Imagine Worship did here this past Sunday, uh, I will try to share the YouTube link because I think that Facebook took down all the songs. Um, But I don't believe YouTube did yet. So uh, I will post a link to that as well if you want to check it out. So that's all I have. All right. Rock and roll. Rock and roll. Bye, everyone.